0: Are you ready to change your life, your mind, and change the way you see your world? Well, this is the Minds Gym Podcast with myself, Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. And here we go. guys, how's it going today? This is Brandon Bickmore, your Turbo Lover, with the Minds Gym Podcast. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying the Turbo Lover music. Maybe give me some feedback and let me know what you think about the uh, intro. Is it too much or is it good? Keep me, keep me posted, would you? Uh, thanks to all your support, guys. Thanks for listening to me talk to myself and uh, my lovely guest. Uh, Merry Christmas, too. Um, uh, This is going to go live on Christmas Day, so I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. Hopefully Santa showed up. Hopefully you uh, got lots of love and joy in your life and uh, maybe every present uh, that you asked for. What is Christmas anyways? It's a good question, huh? What the heck is Christmas? Is that a a consumer... um, Trick to get us to go and buy everything in the world to um, keep our uh, loved ones happy. I'll think about that a little bit. Seems like Christmas has become a story about see how much money you can spend and and uh, uh, kind of takes you outside of you. And what's Christmas really about? Maybe we ought to sit down and consider that. Uh, what is it all about? Anyways, uh, this is the Mind's Gym podcast, and as you guys all know, I'm fascinated with the mind and how it. Uh, causes and, uh, all of our emotions and how it functions. Uh, you realize the mind is the, is the, uh, cause of our emotions and it's not actually the event, the argument or the situation. It's the meaning, uh, our mind puts onto events that create our world and our feelings. So anyways, I want to thank you all for listening and, uh, I got a lovely guest on today, a buddy that was, not a buddy, but he's going to be a buddy in the next 90 minutes. Uh, My brother's wife, uh, uh, her mother's name, Mitzi, Mitzi Mon, she said, hey, I had some dudes over at my house over the holidays (laughs) for Thanksgiving, and you really ought to have them on your podcast. They're pretty cool cats. So I'm like, well, right on. I was actually just getting on my computer. I got a whole list of guests that I want to have on, and I thought, well, all right, I'll hit one of these guys up, so um, I hit up Taylor. This is Taylor Church. Uh, welcome to the show, brother. How are you? Thank
1: you. I'm great. I'm I'm excited to be here. Cool. I, um, I had talked to uh, your friend JoJo a while back when we recorded our episode on her podcast, and she had mentioned you a while ago because I wanted to get a little more networked and talking to other podcasters and other creative minds, and she mentioned you, and I was just busy getting mine launched, and so it was in the back of my mind, and then you reached out to me, so I'm excited to be here. That's the u- universe working for you, bro. That's right. right? right? You didn't have it's to got, do it. It's got my back. The, the funny thing is, the day before you reached out to me, I was, like, going crazy in the DMs, hitting up other podcasters in Utah, <laughs> because <laughs> I just want to get out there and, and spread spread my thoughts and get my podcast out there and so I want to be on on anyone and everyone's podcast. and so I hit up I was just like looking at hashtags like podcasts of Utah or Utah podcasters or whatever and I hit up a bunch of people and so in the morning I got a bunch of responses and then I got one from you and I was like wait wait, I didn't hit this guy up (laughs) and so yeah it was kismet that's how you uh (laughs) Uh, you know, I believe that everything's
0: kind of done for you. Yeah, it's like yeah. all you got to do is throw it out there and it just like everything falls into right, place. Right, right, yeah. But then when you force it, it it's hard to get things to fit right. into that puzzle, right? Right, right. But imagine if you just sit back and let things fall into place. It's yeah. like crazy. Yeah. No, it's Especially if you're paying attention and you're aware and you got your eyes and ears open. It's fascinating how incredible and like giving this Planet, universe, world is. Yeah. When uh you're when you're in the right seat and you're paying attention and your mind's clear. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So cool. Anyway, so Taylor's uh, 32 years old. He's single for all the ladies out there. Mm -hmm. You know, he's LDS. uh, Plays professional spike ball on a number six ranked team in the world. Can you believe that? That's pretty
1: cool. (laughs) Have you ever played? I've never played spike ball. Seen it. Yeah. Yeah never yeah. played it it's a it's a weird thing to be really good at <laughs> just because it's so obscure and a lot of people have played or know what it is um, but then when you go and play competitively at tournaments and stuff it's a whole nother beast it's like it's like playing badminton in your backyard with your family and then going and playing guys from Taiwan yeah you know <laughs> crazy yeah. yeah is that why you've traveled so much um that's I've traveled a lot for it, but mostly just in the States.
0: Yeah,
1: cool. Um, went to Montreal last year, but yeah, it's mostly just in the States. But um, it's another excuse for me to travel, which I enjoy doing. That's cool, yeah. Uh, he's pretty
0: well-traveled human being. He says he's lived in 18 cities, and he's traveled to 19 countries, which is pretty fascinating. Yeah, you definitely got me there. I've <laughs> only been to a few countries, and I think how, I got, how old are I got you? you by a few years. Uh, I'm 48 years young. Okay, good. (laughs) I like to say, how young are you? (laughs)
1: Right. I try and I forget. (laughs) Yeah. I like to, I like to ask people, um, I usually do it like when I'm just meeting people that are my age at a party or something, I'll just say, I'll say, Hey, how long have you been on the earth?
0: Yeah. Instead (laughs) of asking
1: how old they are. They're like, Uh um, I'm like, it's the same, same answer. You don't have to think about it too hard. It's cool. Uh, so Taylor's written a couple books, actually three books,
0: two that are published and one that is not, which we'll have him share a little bit about. He's
1: trilingual. It's impressive. Yeah. I mean, the first one was easy. Yeah. You was know, that English? English was pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you picked that up quick? I picked, I, I, I mean, it took me a few years to five, really four, get my five sentences. Or, when were you dialed in? I don't remember. I feel like I was <laughs> fairly precocious, but I was probably, uh, just the same as everyone else. Yeah. Around three or four, start getting some good sentences. But yeah, yeah then I learned uh, I learned Portuguese, and then um, I learned Spanish after because Spanish was more useful, more applicable, and fairly easy to learn after you learned Portuguese. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So did you go on a mission? Yeah. Yeah, I served a mission um, for the LDS church in Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. So, for those of you that
0: don't know what LDS means, it's uh, the Church of Latter day Saints of Jesus Christ. It's like the dominant church in Utah, uh, formerly called the Mormons for the you out of state listeners or out of the United States listeners. Uh, it's a religion that uh, Taylor's a member of here in Utah. So, it's cool. Which, 50. Percent of the state is a member somewhere in that ballpark,
1: right? or was it one time? Or was <laughs> is it less than fifty now? Well, I think um, I think whatever stats you read will tell you who's basically been baptized, mm-hmm. right? And but I think activity in the church almost anywhere hovers around fifty percent. Yeah. Um, so I think the number of active members of the church in Utah is probably realistically only about twenty five percent. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. I'd fall into that uh, baptized yeah. <laughs> um
1: arena. Yeah, you gotta fall in somewhere. Yeah, you gotta fall in somewhere. <laughs> Heck, I live in Utah, man. Yeah. Is your um, is your immediate family active in, so, in capacity? No.
0: Mm-hmm. Not uh, my parents are my actually my mom goes to church. Mm-hmm. She's not a true believer yeah hopefully her bishop doesn't hear okay, this but she likes to but she goes because she loves the neighborhood she loves the people mm-hmm. she was raised um and she also she has a i've learned a lot of my thoughts on the world and mm-hmm. and spirit spirituality from her but she says she wants to change the people from the inside yeah yeah you know which is a, a good thing you mm-hmm. know her and i have a group we meet every couple weeks yeah several of her um uh, friends from her church show up, yeah. you know, everybody's welcome. Uh, we like denominations mm-hmm. from, you know, I don't care what your belief system is, we just like people to come and question their minds, Sure, yeah, whatever it may be. So she goes, my dad says that he's LDS, and he mm-hmm. hasn't been to church in 25 years. He just likes the letters. But he's sold, okay. and <laughs> he's like, he's all in, yeah, yeah. but he hasn't been. Okay. Not sure how that all works, Maybe but, but he'll tell he's you.
1: Not a morning person. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> or a noon mm-hmm. or afternoon person. Maybe he's waiting till it till it goes to an hour. Yeah, they the tried to make they tried to make it easier for people. Yeah, but. yeah. He's still two hours. He still can't do that. So. <laughs> he's funny. He's a good dude. But yeah. anyways, he's 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 bought in and mm-hmm. he believes it, but yeah. he just doesn't attend. Sure. So. Um, And then uh, you're a history major at UVU, Mm -hmm. Utah Valley, Denim, Provo. And then you said you're an omnivorous Mm -hmm. reader,
1: meaning that you eat books. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning that I consume any and everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm.
0: Bringing in all that knowledge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I you mean, can find. Uh, attempted yeah. knowledge at least, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. For whatever it is, we'll talk about that later too. I want to talk about yeah. words and language mm-hmm. with you a little bit. It's kind of cool. And then we already talked about this, but you know JoJo, which was on the podcast, yeah. two three months ago. It's kind of funny. I think she said maybe call Taylor to mm-hmm. me too, and we never put it two and two together and <laughs> right. figure that out till this morning when I was yeah. doing my homework yeah. on you
1: individually. Well, so, and it was it was so random. Um, uh, our connection with Mitzi, yeah, just really random. I, what
0: is? Why were you at Mitzi's? By the way, I was thinking <laughs> so, that I'm like,
1: how come these dudes are hanging out at Mitzi's house? Well, I don't know if she really like, phrased it like that, but you? it wasn't it wasn't a random pack of dudes. It was um, her, I believe, nephew.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I got a little confused by all the family because yeah. I was the lone outsider. Um, but my family was busy. Doing various things for Thanksgiving, so I didn't really have anywhere to go. And my buddy invited me over, and I was like, "Sure, sounds nice." I don't have anything going on. And my buddy, super cool kid, but he's um, he's twenty one, so it was just funny because I go over, I'm his buddy. And they're like, Who's this old friend of yours? <laughs> yeah, I'm you're like, old. Dude. I'm like eleven cool. years older than him. And um, but he's a cool cat. And so uh so yeah, I just had a fun day at uh at their family shindig and um and turns out a couple of his aunts had already like followed me on Instagram and stuff, they knew who I was. So we just uh yeah, had some good chats. Cool. Yeah.
0: That's so it was kinda random. Yeah, yeah. It really, it really was, yeah. yeah. It's cool. Jeff, did you meet Jeff then as her husband? Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're nice people. Yeah, very,
1: very kind human beings. Anyway, so um, where'd you grow up? Um, So, like I said, I've lived kind of all over, but I was born in Seattle, Um, lived in various parts of Washington, and then lived in Vegas for a spell, and then lived in Phoenix. Until age 14, and then moved to um, South Central Utah. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. And where's, where'd you live in South Central Utah? Um, Monroe, Utah. Monroe. Yeah. Huh, the cool.
1: Thriving metropolis. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. A lot of action there, bro. A lot of that. There's. Geez. What'd there's you do there? Isn't, isn't Monroe right next to down by Richfield? Yeah. Yeah. Richfield, and then um, uh, Richfield. Uh, there's a
1: lot of tiny little towns. Yeah, what's a
0: little teeny town? I mentioned it in my podcast. I was working at uh, an addiction uh, residential rehab facility, and it's in—it's right next to Monroe. Um, it's Monroe, Richfield, and there's a little teeny town called.
1: There's like oh Elsinore, Central Valley, Austin. No, there's Annabelle. Like a square
0: block. And it's I'd say northeast of Monroe.
1: Because we stayed in Moreau at the bed and breakfast mm. one night when I was down there. Okay. It's got to be either like Austin, Annabelle. Nope.
0: Or um, my uh, two of my employees grew up there, which is the craziest thing because there's yeah. like a hundred houses yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, It'll come to me. Yeah. Little teeny town, but it's like 10 Glenwood. From Glenwood. There it is. Okay. See, I told you it'd come to yeah, me. Yeah. Who are you. <laughs> I knew it would. See, be. all you do is throw it out there. <laughs> it's that easy. That's right. We don't have to be. Jeez, thinking. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. If we could all fig- learn that, <laughs> just sit back and watch your world. Yeah. It'll, it'll take care of you. Uh, what about your family members?
1: Um, Any brothers or sisters? Just two sisters, yeah. Yeah, where they live. Yeah. Um, one lives, lives in Eagle Mountain. Um, and the other lives in Fort Worth, Texas. Cool. Yeah. Where are you living now? I'm down in Provo. Provo. Yeah. Cool. Uh,
0: parents. How was your upbringing?
1: Um, upbringing was very. I don't think you. I don't think I can. Connect one adjective to my upbringing like I was going to, but. Um, we obviously moved around a lot, so it was a little transient, but it was in the earlier years we did it enough that it didn't feel like I was being, like, ripped out of my town or losing friends. It was just like, hey, every couple of years we move. Yeah. And so it was kind of fun and exciting And because my dad just did various jobs and things that kind of had us hopping around. Um, but my parents were very loving, very patient people, um, very good at explaining to kids what's going on without, um, I don't know, without scaring us, without worrying us, you know, cause we had, we had a lot of ups and downs financially. You know, we had years where we were doing pretty well. We had years that we were struggling quite a bit. Um, but it never felt like we were struggling.
2: Mm.
1: Um, and yeah, it was pretty, just very chill, very chill um, atmosphere at home. Close with my sisters; we're all fairly close in age, a couple of years apart. Um, I don't know. I have almost nothing but fond memories of cool. growing up. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, it's nice of your parents
0: to kind of let you know everything was okay, even yeah. though they were struggling. Yeah, yeah. Kind of let you know, kept you safe. Right.
1: Yeah, and but they also didn't. Um, they didn't try to, like, there wasn't this, like, great facade. Like, we were unaware of things. They just, you know, kind of talked to us like we were adults, you yeah. know. We were just like, hey, like, we, I know you want this, and I know you want to do this, but we don't have as much money as Timmy's parents, Yeah, you know. And this is why, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's just how life is, blah, 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 Um. Whereas I I feel like a lot of parents will just be like, no, no, you can't have that. Yeah. And like, don't get into why. And then, and then your kids have bad attitudes and resent you. And I just think communication is so key. And I feel like my parents did a really good job. Yeah, it sure sounds like they were clear with you
0: and honest. Right. that's all we want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When we're speaking with other human beings is, you know, to be open and clear and honest. Right. It's like. Marriages that are struggling, they're always struggling because they're afraid to be open and honest and clear. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, you know? Yeah, I feel like... so simple,
1: but we make it difficult. I feel like nobody... Uh, no, nobody all of a sudden wakes up and has problems in their marriage 10 years in, and they don't know why, and they've been communicating amazingly the whole time. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a breakdown somewhere, and it's usually... In the communication department, yeah, I would say,
0: hundred percent. I like that. Um, I'm sure you uh, learned how to make friends easily and how to adapt, bouncing from, you know, every other year to a new neighborhood, new yeah. house, new city. Yeah, that's a uh, almost a gift in itself that you probably picked up as a kid, right?
1: Yeah, and I felt like um, it's funny because growing up, you just don't realize that you're evolving as a human being. You're just kind of like, hey, I'm 12 now. <laughs> and yeah. hey, like, now my school has lockers. Hey, now I have hair under my arms. You don't really realize that you're on this, this journey and that your mind is expanding and that, um, yeah, that you're just evolving as a human being. But um, I'm very grateful for my experiences because I do feel like, Along the way, I've met so many different kinds of people and did as at such a young age that, A, like, I'm not like, I feel like I can't be offended. I feel like I can't be like surprised by human behavior. Like, (laughs) I've seen crazy things, weirdo people my whole life. And I feel like I can connect with people very easily because I've met so many different kinds of people. Um, And so, yeah, I think it was definitely a, a blessing to kind of hop around like that. Yeah. yeah. You got to see lots of personalities and
0: experience them also.
1: In right. The,
0: you know, later in life, you know how to
1: take
0: yeah. care of yourself. Because
1: even, even if you're, like, always in kind of, like, white suburban America, like, everywhere you are, like, there's a tiny different little culture mm-hmm. everywhere you go. You know, even if you're in you know, one, one, one city but a different high school, the culture's a little bit different, right? Your friend group's a little bit different. And so when you hop around and, and change things a little bit, even though, you know, it's not like I ever grew up in, like, Singapore or in Southside Chicago, like, you know, they're pretty normal, like, suburban areas, but still, the, you know, I experienced many, many different little cultures and little pockets of people. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Lucky you. Yeah, yeah, I think right so. <laughs> so tell us about the books. You've written a few books. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to tell us about those? Why do you, you know, and I've got, my question is, why do you write? Yeah. And then uh, I haven't read your books. Mm-hmm. I just got your yeah, you didn't information yesterday. <laughs> so um, sorry, but I'm not sorry because I only had 24 hours, and I don't believe sorry should, should exist in the human language because sure. everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Uh, but you just say, my bad. Yeah, my bad, bro. <laughs> or, ex- you know, forgive me. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, 24 hours, I didn't have a time to read your books. But tell yeah. us a little bit about the first book, just really brief. Um,
1: we're yeah, so the first book planning. is called um, I'm Trying Here. And it's just kind of a light, funny, self-deprecating memoir about dating and relationships. Um, kind of just that era of being in your 20s, um, dealing with... With heartache, dealing with um, rejection, starting over, love, um, just kind of all that that stuff.
2: Cool.
1: And I, de- you know, I wanted to be a writer before I decided to write the book. So it's not like I woke up had an epiphany. And I'm like, I'm gonna write this book. You know, I was wanting to be a writer, and this idea kind of came to me. And so I'm like, well, let me see if I can make it into a book because. At the time, I was, you know, writing blog posts and journaling and writing articles here and there and wanted to write books eventually, and then this idea, it's not really that it came to me, it's that it wouldn't leave me alone, and so I was like, well, I'm going to start writing. If it becomes a book, great. Um, if not, maybe it'll just be a a really long journal entry. I don't know. <laughs> cool. Um so yeah, and then my second book um, is called Return Not Desired, and it is completely different. It's about the Holocaust, um, but it's it's a little bit all over the place. It's a little bit historical, a little bit philosophical, um, a little bit autobiographical. So it kind of talks about me going to the camps in Auschwitz, experiencing that. Um, like I said, I was a history major, so... I had a huge interest in it anyway and had studied it intensely in college and then um yeah s- same thing it kind of just evolved into a book I wasn't sure it was going to be that but that's what it was yeah
0: cool did you uh ever read the boy in the striped pajamas
1: um I didn't read it. I saw the film so, oh, yeah man,
0: it's a great book yeah Great movie, great book. I don't know if I saw the movie, but boy, the book was fascinating. Yeah,
1: I'm sure I, I would enjoy it. I, I'm frustrated because with those things, I really prefer to read the book and then watch the movie. Yeah. But I had seen the movie, and now, I, I, I'm sure I'd, I'd enjoy the book, but I just don't like spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Getcha. So
0: you got a third book that you said complete, but mm-hmm. it's not published, right? And you want to share anything um, about
1: that book? Yeah. It's just it's my first work of fiction. So it's it's a novel. Um I'm not gonna tell anyone the title yet, but um it's just uh just kind of a story about a guy's life. Just okay. kind of um I tell people it's kind of like um it's like the indie film version of a book. So okay. it's less like plot driven and more character driven. Cool. Yeah. Right on. When is that? Get released. Um, That is depends on a million factors, and a few of them involve me. Cool. So, like a year, six months. I don't know. Just as soon as possible. Yeah. All right. Right on. So, why do you write? Um, that could be an entire episode. You got a Um,
0: thirty-second version of why you write?
1: Yeah i I think I write because, um. Now, there's there's some famous author that said this, but he says, writing is is living twice. And, and I agree profoundly. I feel like be, because I write, I'm always observing because I want to capture things and I want to be able to articulate them later. And I want to be able to, you know, when I'm writing some scene later, I want to be like, oh, I want to talk about this beautiful mountain in the background. So now that I'm driving and I can see this view of the mountain, I want to capture it now so I can write it later. Um, And so I feel like I appreciate life a lot more, um, because I do the same thing just having conversations with people. I'm like listening to their cadence and trying to watch little facial tics and just trying to observe every single little thing, not necessarily so I can be like, oh, John did this, Okay. John's going to be in my new novel. It's more like, you know, every character is kind of an amalgamation of everyone I've ever met. Cool. Um, so, but I mean, I'm not good at 30-second answers. But yeah, it's Okay. But ultimately, it's a, it's an extremely cathartic thing for me. And when I write, I kind of learn how I think. So that's... That's cool. Yeah.
0: I'm a huge fan of that, which I will talk about here in a bit. About putting pen to paper, I think it's fascinating what you find out when you put your pen on a piece of paper. Yeah, it is a whole other world. Oh yeah, I agree. Might be more real than the
1: world than the story going on. In, yeah, it's in the crazy, reality. especially with my first book that was 100% autobiographical. I would, I would be writing, you know, trying to recall some past events, something that happened four or five years ago, and I'm writing and I'm typing and these images pop into my mind that I thought were gone. Like I thought I had forgotten, but it's like just by writing them down, it had like reopened my memory where, where things had kind of seeped into cracks and crevices. It had just kind of came back through that. Back to life. Yeah. Yeah, That's weird. Yeah. That's cool.
0: It's a cool thought. Um, do you journal often, or taking notes all the time, or, or um, what do you yes do? And as yes, and yes, you're always <laughs> I, journaling and writing.
1: Well, yeah. If you saw my um, my desk in in my so my basement is my bedroom slash office slash podcast studio, and it's it's a big room, but it's it's very intimate if you come to the podcast studio because my bed's two feet away. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I have notebooks on notebooks on notebooks because not only do i try to journal daily but i also love making lists and so i have journals like specific notebooks for like 15 different things (laughs) you know i have a journal where i write down like because i'm just kind of obsessed with documenting my life Mm -hmm. um So I, like, have a journal where I have written down every single city or town or village or hamlet I've ever been in, ever. Like, even if I just stop for gas, write it down. Damn, dude. Um, And I do the same for, like, I've written down every movie I've ever seen, every book I've ever read, every restaurant I've ever been to. And so I kind of have weird, like, OCD notebooks all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like you've got a... uh, I'd say a busy and a tough life, keeping track of all that. <laughs> but to me, it's fun. Is it? It's fun, and it also makes it so I want to try and do new things because I want to add them to lists, yeah. right? So it's like when someone's like, hey, should we watch this movie or that movie? Sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I love this movie, but I'm like, but I want to get one more on my list, Yeah, you know? So it kind of makes me expand a little more and Good for you. Um, try new things. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of work to me, bro. I know. A lot of people think I'm crazy. So
0: <laughs> you might be. I'm sure I am. Maybe not. So what uh, gets you real excited,
1: and uh, what are you like most passionate about? Um, let's see. I would say I'm easily excitable. I um, I really just love people. I love being around people that I care about, meeting new people, Um Friendship is is huge to me. Family is huge to me. Um, I'm fairly uh, extroverted, so I kind of, you know, derive energy from other people. Um, And I'm I'm crazy about sports. So I get very excited to play in a freaking City League basketball game or go play in a spike ball tournament or um, play pool with my friends, you know, yeah. um,
0: good for you. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. tell you get to be my age, you can barely get around. Court, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I did all that growing up till yeah. about 38, 40. Yeah. And yeah. then you
1: just, man. Yeah. But I mean, it's that's tough in your forties. Yeah. It just, and th- the cool thing about like a game like spike ball that I'm weirdly obsessed with is, it's almost, it's a lot like racquetball or something where you can still be pretty darn good um, later in life without being, like, super, super agile
2: um,
1: because it's very technical. Um, Of course, it helps to be athletic and spry and whatever, but, um, you know, even, like, baseball, you know, there's, like, pitchers that are in their 40s or whatever. Like, you know, it's not like basketball or football or something where you kind of have a more specific shelf life. Yeah.
0: Cool. I like it. Um, so your podcast, tell us the name of it, and then what was your, like, goal or what's your focus around your podcast? What, what's um, the message you're trying to get out with
1: your podcast? Yeah, so my podcast is called Of Stone and Clay, and um, I really struggled to start it because I had so many ideas of where I wanted it to go and different themes and ideas, and, Um, and so I was just like, you know, I'm just going to start and we'll see where it goes. And I'm only eight episodes in, but it's kind of taken, um, it's kind of already developed themes, you know, but it's mostly, it's, I feel like it's kind of similar to yours, meaning I'm just interested in the human experience, right? I want to know what makes people happy, why people are passionate about what they're passionate about. Um, why people are sad, how they've overcome sadness. And so I just want to hear other people's journeys and have dialogues about how we can connect and how we can find happiness. And I just, uh, you know, I have selfish reasons for doing the podcast, and then I have sort of altruistic reasons (laughs) for doing it.
0: Cool. I like that yeah honest answer, yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that um who uh, in your family do you like most model yourself after um
1: or who are you most similarly similar to I mean, my believe my dad and I are very like carbon copies of each other, like same height, about ten pounds apart, very similar mannerisms um a lot of similar interests, similar tastes. Um, You know, we don't agree on everything. We have some different ideologies and philosophies, which is fine. Um, But I definitely look up to a lot of ways that he approaches life and things that he's done. Um, And then, you know, my mom is a very different person, but but I look up to her for very different reasons. Um, And I don't know. I feel like I definitely, with my sisters, it's more like because they're both mothers, both have young children. And at my age where most of my friends are already married and have kids, um, or at least, you know, friends my age, um, I very much just see what amazing parents they are and look up to that aspect, whereas you know with my friends and, and other people that aren't parents, like you know I look up to other different aspects, but I kind of channel in on on their parenting because I'm so close with their kids that yeah, I just I'm just amazed by it.
0: Oh, cool. So uh, you're maybe
1: a mix of your mom and dad. Yeah, That's definitely. My mix. mom. My mom. Anytime I like do something like her, she's always like, "Hey, that was for me. That yeah. was mine." Yeah. <laughs> just she because takes the good ones. Well, just because everyone is always like, "Oh, you look so much like your dad. You sound like your yeah. dad. You act like your dad." And she's like, "Well, well, you have you have my hair or, <laughs> or sure. whatever." So, yeah. but yeah, my mom is. I feel like I, I tend to kind of think more like my dad, but I have probably more of a the temperament of my mom. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it, it's definitely a blend. Best of both worlds. Yeah, I maybe. think so. Sure
2: yeah,
0: that's cool. Do um, you have any, like, major struggles or difficult experiences that have showed up? Because you seem to be a pretty in-tune dude. And mm-hmm. in, in my experience, it's... Uh, you don't find a lot of in tune, like pretty mellow, calm people that are kind of in this space. Yeah, like, uh, and maybe it's just because you're a deep thinker and yeah. you, and you write a lot. Mm-hmm. But any major struggles or experiences that have got um, you where
1: you're at today? That's a that's a really good question because I don't I don't feel like I've had anything like. Radically difficult happened happen in my life, but probably a lot of just, uh, just normal kind of, um, growing pains of life. Um, you know, I've had breakups that have kind of, uh, messed me up a little bit. Um, you know, I've, I've lost, um, three or four friends to suicide, um, had people really close to me struggle w- with depression and anxiety, and um, and you know that that affects me. It 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 hurts me. You know it. it um, but you know it's not like a tragedy of my life. You sure. know, it's just something that 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 weighs on my mind. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've been lucky to not. Um, I definitely have had my bouts with, with the blues, but I don't feel like I've ever really been severely depressed. Mm. Um, I feel like whenever I have sort of a depressive episode, it doesn't last very long, and I'm able to get out of it fairly quickly. Um, and so I think that's kind of what... Because I think everybody has those, right? But I think it's more becomes more clinical if you feel like you can't get out of it. Sure. And I feel like I've been lucky to, you know, whenever I'm in a dark spot, um, I just feel like there's a myriad of things that kind of get me, can get me out of it quickly. Yeah, yeah. Good
0: for you. A lot of people don't know there's a way out. Right. You must be pretty level-headed and sharp enough and done, done enough deep thinking. You've found something that works for you.
1: Yeah. Um, I like to think so, but I also think that a lot of it is just... Um, genetic luck, a little bit of brain chemistry going the right way, <laughs> you know, because I don't know. I, I feel like I could have my same mentality and work ethic, etc. But but um, I don't know. If you don't have enough serotonin, you don't have enough serotonin, right? Yeah. I uh, I, I got a couple thoughts on that, but mm-hmm. what I would say
0: is you've got a pretty good imagination mm-hmm. because I believe we create everything with our imagination and your imagination is pretty good at keeping you pretty sane. You yeah. don't go to the, the, the crazy, crazy highs and maybe you don't experience the deep, dark lows. Right. And so maybe you've got a pretty balanced imagination. Yeah, I was listening to your podcast uh, that you did with, just did with the gal a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and, uh, um, listened to that this morning at the gym. But, uh, uh she mentaled, she mentioned uh like uh um brain chemistry mm-hmm. and talked about uh uh chemical imbalance. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting topic. You can argue yeah. it both ways, but uh um for me I was told that was my problem my whole life. Right. You had a brain, you know, chemical imbalance, you gotta take medication your whole yeah. life. Yeah. Talked about this before on the podcast, but um the crazy thing is when I started questioning my thoughts. Uh, The Mm -hmm. medication was no longer necessary So did I really have a brain imbalance Or did I have
1: a thinking imbalance Sure And it's hard to ever know right Right. Like my my main thing is I Because I feel like I have never been severely depressed I don't want to Speak for people that have been Because Even though I've had very dark moments I haven't had I've never had very dark years You know Um, I've, I've been in some storms, but they haven't, they haven't lasted too long. And so, um, I don't want to pretend like I've, I've walked someone's path. Um, but because I think a lot of people that haven't struggled with depression at all, their viewpoint is very like, yeah, you're just, you're just, uh, you're lazy or -hmm. you're not, you're not trying hard enough or, um, you just need to put yourself in a better position, and duh, you'll be happier. And there's a lot of things that can definitely, like, ameliorate your mental state. But at the end of the day, if you're depressed, you might need a little bit extra, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying medication and all that's bad
0: because yeah. it's definitely necessary. It was part of my journey. But yeah. um, for me, and my experience, I can attest, you know, that I, I think any human being on the planet can overcome uh, needing the use for medication for, right. like, mental illness, sure, anxiety, yeah. depression, mm-hmm. suicidal thoughts. So, I don't know, just a thought. Yeah, uh, You talked about a little bit of, of your struggles were a couple of uh, relationships and, and dating. And uh, also I picked up from your podcast, uh, um, you talked about love. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you want to find this human being that, you know, that you could fully love and right, right. fully... Um, uh, you know, be passionate
1: and yeah. crazy about just it or another whatever. plug for me being single. Yeah, <laughs> 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 trying to hook you up, bro. Thank you, thank you. I carry you, man. That's what I do. I am good to my friends. Yeah, that's, that's why we're posting a pic after this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but,
1: anyways, is uh,
0: uh, uh, just a good question. Get your mind thinking, mm-hmm. thinking a little bit. Um, uh, is there a human being that can really love you?
1: <laughs> I hope so. Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, Frick, if not, what what am I doing? <laughs> I better, go, I better go hide under a rock somewhere. There's more to this question too. Uh, okay, better. Give me, give me, <laughs> give me the sub question. <laughs> and I'd
0: say also, or is there a human being that you can really love? Yeah, that's probably a better question.
1: Um, yeah. And you know what? I've, uh, I've definitely been there before and felt those things before. Um. And I think sometimes love, um, you want it to be more like, um, you want it to have like elements of magic, right? You want, you want it to feel like it's, um, it's just touching on all your nerve endings and, and everything is, is going great, but also like it's, it's hard work, right? It's, it's time spent. It's, um it's kind of a an act of faith um and and you look at people around you that you already love you know your family and your friends and it's like well that's easier cuz they've just always been there mm-hmm. you know and you you have those experiences together but when someone new enters your life it's a little bit harder to love them because you have walls up and you have insecurities and you don't have history yet um I think it, you know it's kind of easy to love someone you have history with. Yeah.
0: So here's a, a question. I got another sub mm-hmm, question. Please. So, um, are you loving them, or are they loving you, or
1: is it the construct of you that they are loving? Um, so that's something I'm a little bit cautious about. I don't want, um, and, and it goes both ways, but. I don't want somebody to fall in love with me because they have an idea of a human, and they like that idea. I want them to be in love with the actual human, um, and and vice versa. You know, I don't want to fall in love with a girl because I've made her into be I've made her to be something that she isn't. You know, I want to fall in love with the actual person, um, and so. You know, I, I try to, even though I think I naturally kind of romanticize things, I'm just kind of, uh, that's just kind of my nature to romanticize things. Um, I, I try to be very logical about it. Yeah. So um, I'm going to push
0: you here a little bit, please. So can you actually love another human being or are you only loving the
1: dream of them? No, I think you can for sure. Um, I just think, like I said, I think you have to be cautious to not just love the kind of idea of them or the uh, the conjuring of them but um, yeah I think you absolutely can wholly love another human being just just for them, yeah. Mm.
0: But, c- but are you actually loving
1: the human? Like, or the construct or the dream of who they are?
0: Because can you actually know anybody is what I'm getting at? Can you actually know who they t- truly, who
1: somebody is? Um, I think enough. I don't think you'll ever know someone completely, but you'll never know yourself completely either. Sure. Um, and so if you want to get down to semantics, it's like, do I love just this, like, this this body, this, like, <laughs> this... uh this physical this thing, this physical thing, or do I also love their their soul and their their innards? Like, uh, um, I don't know. T- to me, it's just semantics. It's like, no, I love I love this person. Yeah, you know, love this person here that's yeah. Yeah, in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Because I
0: just notice with with me and like I look at my wife and I look at my kids. Mm-hmm. It's it's a construct of who I think they are, but it's not actually who they are. Yeah it's the image that i put onto them yeah. and is that actually them or the image so i'm really just loving an image yeah of who i think that they are yeah. but is that them yeah a little heavy but
1: yeah so i mean, to think about no i i see what you're saying i would just uh i would just disagree a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i like that cool so let's talk a little bit about words you're mm-hmm. a writer right yeah. um without words would you exist um you want to get real ontological here don't you <laughs> um dude I like bringing guests on that I can push a little right so yeah. I did a little homework I thought I'm Good. gonna push this guy a little Good. when Good. he shows up so um without words would I exist Would you exist without words um I mean again we you know it comes back to to kind of like a, a, a spiritual slash physical, like spiritually, mentally, emotionally, without words, I'm I'm dead in the water. Right. That's how that's how I communicate. That's how I see things and hear things. Um. But it's not to say like because I wouldn't be dead in the water if like I was deaf or or mute. Mm-hmm. um because the words still exist right i can still i can still read like w- without words i don't really have thoughts i'm kind of an infant right cuz Cause, cause infants don't really have words yet they just have they just have sounds sure. right um and so it's not like infants are dead no. <laughs> infants still exist but do they exist in their own mind without words um not really, because they don't—they don't really have those thoughts yet, yeah. right? Um, it's kind of like an animal, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, <laughs> and maybe a biologist can <laughs> can steer me otherwise, or a zoologist. But I feel like animals don't have very like human-like thoughts, right? Like, oh, I need I need to go eat those berries because I am hungry. They're just like. <clears throat> You know, they, they see berries, they understand that they need them, they go eat them. Um, their thoughts just aren't as complex as ours because I don't think they really have words. Mm-hmm. You know, I know some animals communicate in their own way or their own language or whatever, but it's obviously different. Um, so I don't know how far off track I've gotten no, here. No, you're right on track, bro. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. Your answers are solid. That's pretty
0: good. It's just yeah. like, who would we be without words? Because you look at a child, say, you know, you your sisters have children, yeah, right? Yeah, you Look at a one or a two or a three-year-old, I don't even know if they know who they are yet Yeah. because they don't have the language yeah. to be able to understand or communicate. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, when were we really born? Yeah. When you were born into this world, when you looked in the mirror and you're like, oh, that's me yeah. at three or four years old. Before that, you're just moving around like this animal that doesn't have any language. Right. So would you, did, you know, like my first thoughts, four or five yeah. When's your first
1: thought? How old were you? I don't remember because when I when I look back, I'm just remembering I'm remembering a memory. Yeah. Right. And so and sometimes I'm not even sure if I remember like age three or four or if I remember a photo of it. Or if I remember mm. my parents talking about it. Yeah. Um so I yeah, you know, and you know, I feel like I have a good memory. I definitely remember like you know, kindergarten and a little bit before. And, you know, I definitely have memories of of running around doing things at age four. But before that I might have little specks, but, but I'm not sure. Right. And the interesting thing, I was thinking this the other day with my little, my niece, she's three years old. She's almost four. And, you know, she, she's very, very precocious with her words. She's, she talks like nonstop. Um, You know, sometimes her sentences go off into never-never land, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but but she can communicate all day long. But still, even so, the interesting thing is, as adults, we can usually kind of carry on this conversation, and she's kind of oblivious to it, especially, like, while she's playing or Mm -hmm. or doing something else. Whereas adults, you know, sure, you can tune things out, but, like, you hear things, Mm -hmm. you know, because... Because you know all the words, you know all the context, mm-hmm. and even though she knows a lot of words for her age and understands most sentences, um, you know, you can kind of be like, I don't know, you can just kind of like talk a little faster or use a little slang or a, a bigger word, and she's gone. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just interesting because um, there's still so much she's unaware of because of that that language gap. Mm-hmm. Right. And it reminded me of when I was learning Portuguese, you know, I would I would just have these these moments where I just couldn't I just couldn't fully communicate. I, I could get across my point in the beginning when I'm learning it, but I couldn't really fully communicate how I was feeling. And that's kind of how she is. When she's upset, she just kind of starts, like, throwing little tantrums and starts, like, crying when you touch her <laughs> instead of being like, no, guys, I'm sorry. I'm just so tired. You know I didn't have time for my nap today. I'm sick of just, I'm sick of this yogurt you give me every <laughs> time you think I'm hungry. Um and I wish my dad would get home earlier from work. Like yeah. <laughs> she, she has all these feelings, but doesn't have really the tools to communicate them fully. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's
0: just interesting to think about. So without language, because I think if my first thought was at four or five, <laughs> who was I before that? Yeah, you're kind of an animal. You're kind of a little dog, or an I don't know what that. I was. <laughs> yeah. but it's just for me. It's it's just crazy to think about. Like who were you before the world told you who you were. Yeah. I'm just a crying baby. I don't know. Yeah. Nutty. <laughs> I don't know. It's fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like talking about the mind. Yeah. Thoughts, thinking, right? So you are LDS. Correct. Right? So are you religious or spiritual or both?
1: Um, both. Cool. Yeah. Um, what does your God look like? Um, I haven't seen him. Are you, are you talking physically? Yeah, just... Physically, spiritually, like, what's your construct of God? Because Um, you've been
0: raised in the LDS community. Sure, yeah. We've been told what he looks like. We've seen pictures, but Mm -hmm. I
1: want to know what yours looks like. Yeah. Because everybody has a different God. Sure. Um, So here's one thing I think is interesting, and I want to give a little caveat and say, um, just because I believe this so firmly, I don't want it to come across as dogmatic, Mm -hmm. right? This is just what I believe, Right. And if someone else doesn't believe this, even if I'm saying what I believe fervently, it doesn't mean I'm bugged that they don't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think sometimes that doesn't come across like I want it to. But um, I get um, I always hear people say, like, you know, when someone asks them, that, do they believe in God? And they're like, well, yeah, but to me, he's not like some guy with a white beard and a robe. And I'm like okay, well, is it the beard that bugs you? Is he clean shaved and is just wearing pants? Like, to me, that is, just doesn't matter at all. <laughs> like, I believe that he is, a hu- like, in the likeness of me, right? Whether he has a beard or not, I, I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter whether he has long hair, whether he's 6'4", 5'9". His physical appearance doesn't really matter. The point is that I believe he is, like, human-like, right? And is an actual being and not just a force of energy. He's an actual being. Um, and that's what I believe. Am I a hundred percent right? I I don't know, but, but that's what I believe in. Um, and to me, you know, what God is encompasses so many things. It's hard to kind of articulate with any sort of brevity, but, um, because um, people will say, like, well, God is everything. God is this table. God is this light. And that's true to an extent because I believe he created everything and he has his hands in everything. But um, but more so than that, I believe he is, is a being that I can communicate with that um, is, is, like a, is like a friend. Yeah.
0: Cool. I like that. So, uh, you might have heard this question before mm-hmm. if you've listened to a couple of my podcasts. Yeah. But, um, so, what about Satan?
1: Mm-hmm. What does he look like? Do you believe in him? Is he real? He definitely has a long, red, curly tail. Are you sure? <laughs> no. I'm <laughs> <No, laughs> just kidding. <laughs> He definitely has horns. Does he look like the, the guy that dresses up at Halloween? <laughs>
0: that Satan. Guy? I'm not sure how the many. Devil?
1: I'm not sure how many horns he has, but I know he has horns. Um, no, I think I think just like it's kind of kind of the uh, um, the opposite of, of God, meaning um, you know he he's a source and power for evil but I also believe that he's he's an actual being and not just a, like, bad energy out there. Um, and, but if you want to believe that or if that's what you do believe, it doesn't really matter because it's essentially the same thing. You know, it's kind of like if you say you don't believe in in God, but you believe in um, Allah, like, it's the same thing. It's different words, you know, different... Um, different contexts, different details, whatever, but it's the same, it's essentially the same thing. Mm. And if, if, it is, if it is all true, you know, we, we all die, we get to the other side, I promise you, well, <laughs> this is what I believe, there's not going to be a God and an Allah. There's going to be one, right? Um, if you're polytheistic, you disagree, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but... Um, But, yeah, and and same with with the devil. If you want to call it, you know, bad juju, if you want to call it bad vibes, if you want to call it darkness, negativity, toxicity, if you want to call it Satan, Lucifer, it really doesn't super matter because it's it's what you believe it does, I guess. Cool. Good answer,
0: bro. Thank you. I like it. So say you hit the pearly gates, or Mm -hmm. maybe today you got a cell phone, right? Yeah. God's got one, too. Yeah, yeah. Two things you'd want to ask
1: him. Well, hopefully he has an iPhone. Um, What if it's an Android? Would you still talk to him? (laughs) I I would talk to him, but I wouldn't send pictures to him. You wouldn't? No. All right. (laughs) Because they're not as good as the new. Yeah, they'd lose quality. I'd have to... I'd you, have to email them to him. You you gotta only send the best because you're dealing with God. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. I'm down with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um sorry, what, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> if you could ask God just two questions, yeah. Like and uh, uh, what would they be? What would you want to ask him?
1: Um it's funny you say that because I feel like I can ask God anything I want at any time. Hmm. Right. Um but if you
0: met him in person, shook yeah, his yeah. hand, or he yeah, I cell guess it's phone. yeah, it's different. Like,
1: what's the bit top two? It's like, different because I can't ask him anything, but I don't think he's gonna just tell me anything just because I'm asking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he'll give me an answer, but the answer might be like it doesn't matter, or you don't need to know, or whatever, right? But um, I would ask him. I would love to kind of have a little bit of a crystal ball, and just be like, bro. <laughs> what, like, just give me the next five years <laughs> I can chill out a little bit like you know for, for instance like hmm. if I knew like I was going to meet my wife in two years dude I'd be chilling for two years right I wouldn't yeah. be stressing out about relationships and stuff I'd be like well I'm not going to meet her for two years so I might as well just like kick it and, and not stress and just you know form meaningful relationships and not worry about Different things. Um, but you can't, you know, nobody has a crystal ball. You can't live your life like that, right?
2: Sure.
1: Um, another question I think I would like to ask is like, how I could, and this would be a complicated, long answer, but, you know, if I have God's cell phone number, like, he can send me a long text, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd love to be like, hey, how can I? like maximize fully maximize my potential and how can I be the be of the greatest use to you and to me that means like how can I help the most amount of people how can I how can I um, impact the most amount of lives right mm-hmm. and I think a lot of these questions I could kind of internalize and just ask myself and probably get pretty good answers, um, which is stuff I try to do. But, but yeah, if, if this isn't just hypothetical, if this is real, like those would be great great answers, I think. <laughs> great question. I was just going to say,
0: and you answered it yourself, um, I believe you have
1: all the answers. Right. And so all you got to do is ask yourself those questions and yeah. see what shows up. Yeah, it would be like but i want a quicker answer right cuz i think i can ask myself anything and eventually get the answer but i think you have to work towards it and you have to sometimes go on a journey but if it's like no 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 i don't i don't want the journey i just want the answer sure um then yeah that that's a different thing but how do you get the answer without the journey well just by having god's cell phone number <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: do you know the number
1: i don't i don't i think it's it's one of those like You know how some countries have, like, long, like, calling codes? You know, like, U.S. is just one. one. Like, I think a lot of them are two or three or whatever, but I feel like God's is, like, so many digits. Yeah. So even if you do have that number, you're going to forget it. You're going to have written down one of the numbers wrong. (laughs) You're going to... Yeah, it's almost like it's Pi or something. Yeah, <laughs> it might be. You got to dial Pi. It's pie. difficult to find. <laughs> yeah. Got to have a special phone. Yeah. Uh,
0: can I repeat your phone number on the podcast or do you not want it out there? Um, for what purposes?
1: It's, a, it's God's number. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you've got it, bro. I don't want a lot of people (laughs) texting me thinking
0: that I'm God. (laughs) I can tell you that uh, God's number ends in 2727. That's Ah. the last four digits. Yeah. See, you got it, bro.
1: I got it. Well. You're good. I'll just text myself then. Yeah, just text yourself. I got a question (laughs) for you. Yeah.
0: Since I just pulled that up, it reminded me, like, uh, Mm -hmm. I need to know, so... Mitzi texted me the other day, hey, check this dude out. I pull up your Instagram yeah. account. It's Taylor Church 44 Yeah. 44. You got to tell me what that's all about. That's just like
1: my basketball number.
0: If there's it, more to it.
1: Not really. Yeah, there is. Um, <laughs> but not really. Like, <laughs> um, no, there's way I, more to I, it. Okay, I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you. But th- if I had my druthers, my Instagram... um handle would just be at taylor church but it's taken yeah and i don't want like so you had to add some numbers to yeah i don't want like an underscore or anything there's this dude out there with the instagram at taylor church and i've messaged him i'm trying to get this handle from him and he won't have it okay so you ready for
0: this yeah yeah okay so you haven't listed all the podcasts but for some reason 44 shows up for me about 10 times a day Okay. So when Mitzi sent your number over yeah. and the other dude's number, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll call Taylor yeah, 44 because yeah. <laughs> my brother and I and my mom and yeah. this gal we know and some other people, I tell them about it, and we get just hit with 44s all day. Really? Okay. 944, 1044, yeah. 1144, 1244, 444. Mm-hmm. So then yesterday I, I go to text or something, and I hit 44, and then look at all those 4s that showed up. Like, what the hell is going on, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is our little link with our friends. that They're like, oh, my gosh. Uh, The gal, which I'll tell you the story, she's at the store, and she goes, oh, my gosh, look what just fell at my feet. It was a sticker that said 4450. Okay, yeah, yeah. And she was texting us yesterday, okay? Mm -hmm. Here's the truck that was in front of me a couple days ago. (laughs) 9044. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you with me? I'm with you. Like, the 44s are everywhere. Yeah. My brother goes and gets his truck fixed. Two days ago. Yeah. This is the number they put on his truck so they can find it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 444. Yeah. Like, it's insane, right? Right, right. Anyways, this gal I know that's a medium, Mm -hmm. she uh, comes to my group. She she moved to Arizona. She's just back, but her name's Carolyn.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Peace out to Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Um, She listens to the podcast. I think all of them, most of them. She better. She's a medium. Her brother died when he was 44. Mm -hmm. So we're at group one night, and she's like, dude, my brothers like hanging around you all the time like it's tripping me out i'm like well what's the deal what's going on she goes i don't know but if you see a 44 yeah it's him yeah like he's letting you know everything's okay he's with you The everything can work out yeah so i see him like it's it's ridiculous how often i see 44 yeah my wife sees it Mm -hmm. my kids see it my brother my mom it's just weird but it's so funny so she sends it over and i pull up your hand i'm like yeah this is tripping me out. <laughs> You're like, well, I gotta have this guy. Yeah, Taylor
1: Church, forty-four. Like, <laughs> yeah. maybe it is Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> gotta well, check this guy out. Isn't that funny though? That's interesting. And and I'm not like big into numerology or anything. But um, you know, one of my best friends, he's kind of like that. With he he claims he sees twelve nineteen everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And that's his birthday. He's and that's today, uh. right? He's born born on twelve nineteen and he f- he feels like every time it is 1219 he like happens to look at his phone or see a clock yeah. or whatever and he just sees it everywhere but it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy right sure like it the is. more you talk about it the more the you more it shows up yeah and like because you're interested in it you tell your wife you tell your kids and they start to see it right and you're looking for it yeah yeah and you're yeah you're but definitely looking for it but it is odd
0: you know i won't yeah. look at my phone for 2 hours and i'll pick yeah. it up and it's like oh it's 444 right I'm right like, oh. Yeah. How do I pick it up at that given second? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's of that moment. Yeah. And then in my truck, I've seen my truck go from four forty four or two forty-four. I was on vacation. Yeah. If you this happens often, mm-hmm. and it's go it'll hold 4444 and then I'll look at it and yeah. it goes to four forty six. So it skips mm. four forty five. Yeah. Like it's holding the space there for me to hey, dude, you're all right. Yeah, yeah. Things are gonna be okay. Yeah. And then boom, four forty six. Yeah. And this is a an iPhone that's mm-hmm. skipping a minute. Like, why does that happen? It's just crazy. Yeah. And obviously the signal and the cell phones and the towers, you know, they get beat, skiwampus. Anyways, it just trips me out how often I see it. And is there somebody bigger, more tuned in, running this place, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, hey, yeah, Yeah. I moved on, but I'm still with you. Right, right. Let me show you. Yeah. Here's this. Anyways, Trippy, uh, tell me you're a big fan of... Uh, David Foster Wallace Yeah, yeah Okay You um, I checked him out today Mm -hmm. I don't even know this dude Okay, yeah Thanks for sharing him Yeah Cool cat Did you read just kind of a bio? I read his bio And then I listened to An interview with him That's unedited Mm -hmm. uh, For about 30, 40 minutes of it Mm -hmm. Dude's dialed in Yeah It's fun to listen to Uh, I learned a little bit So thanks for sharing Yeah that's, that's why I love meeting new people. It's like, who are you into? What are you doing? Right. What are you reading? What, yeah. Who fascinates you? Yeah. Whose mind are you listening to? Right. Tell me uh, about David Foster Wallace and uh, why you're fascinated with him um, for 30 seconds or Yeah.
1: So he, um, I've, I've read everything he's ever written. He, he died in I think 2006 or 2008. Um, but he's, was fairly prolific while he was living. So he has a lot of stuff out there, both fiction and nonfiction. But as you could tell from the interview, he's just incredibly, incredibly intelligent. Um and yeah, the the fact that he um in his interviews, his questions come his answers come out like fully formed like a fully formed thesis. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was he was a double major. He was a he was a philosophy. Um, he was a philosophy and math major, and then he got a, then he got a doctorate in English, and then he got a PhD in like um, logic philosophy or whatever. Like he's just he's all over the place. And so his books, the reason I love him so much is for two reasons. One, they just they're the hardest books I've ever read. So they they just stretch my mind and make me think. But also, it's deeply poetic. It's very beautiful writing. It's not like super, super technical, academic. And, and some of it is. You know, he has some essays about, you know, different theories and literary stuff that's really, really dense and um, arcane. But um, but more than anything, it's just very beautiful writing that just touches me.
0: Mm, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I picked up on that, and uh, it's got me. Uh, another human being that I can hopefully tap into yeah. their mind a little yeah. bit, learn a lot from, right? Yeah. So what what, what do you do on a daily, uh, a daily weekly? Uh, what's your kind of your routine to take care of when you start the negative mind starts taking over? You got a routine mm-hmm. or anything you do for you that uh, um, you can
1: share with the I um listeners? I'm not super. I'm just not a super routine guy. I kind of. Any sort of monotony in my life tends to like, it's kind of like putting an anvil on my soul. (laughs) Um, Of course, there's things I do every day, but I often do them in different orders at different times. It's just kind of how I am. But there's a lot of ways for me to kind of um, get out of a negative headspace or um, kind of restart Uh, refresh my batteries um you know sometimes it's just like reading for an hour you know um you know turning my uh turning my phone off and (laughs) i say that i don't ever turn off my phone but um (laughs) symbolically turning it off (laughs) you know a a lot of times what i'll do is i'll just my phone's over there but i'll just um i'll just turn it over so i just don't look at the freaking screen right you ever turn it on silent it's always on silent, yeah. but it's just like um, it's just habit to check it every once in a while. Sure, because I don't I don't really like wait for a vibration or a ring. I just check it every once in yeah. a while, um, which maybe is worse. <laughs> but um, but yeah, just kind of checking out, diving into a book. Um, I I love I love shows. I love movies, um, and those are kind of forms of escapism and. And sometimes sometimes that escapism is good and needed and sometimes it's excessive and not helpful, right? Sure. Um, but also a lot of times if I'm in a bad mood or just a little sad or something, like if I just go out and like go to dinner with my friends or like go play basketball or go do something active, like I will feel better like 99% of the time. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you mentioned you're not a very uh, routine guy or whatever, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. Um, I read a lot of stuff too, yeah. follow a lot of people, and <clears throat> listen to a lot of minds. And Joe Dispenza's like, if you want to change your habits, you got to mm-hmm. change your environment. Right. So just simply leaving your house and going outside, or leaving your house and going yeah. to dinner, or leaving your house and going to the gym. Yeah. You just shifted your whole environment, right. which right. which completely changes your state of mind. Yeah. And your state of being, so. You know, I'm learning still. You know, after going through my journey with depression, anxiety, and whatever four or five years ago, it's yeah. like, man, there's so many tools out there. And but simply changing your environment is like one of the best things you can do.
1: Oh yeah, like anytime you change your routine. Anytime I feel like I'm in a little bit of a an emotional vortex, like yeah, I just go do something else. Yeah, you know, it's it's usually I'm, you know, I'm just stuck in my thoughts and and can't really mm-hmm. get out of them and and. The only time that I'm a little bit screwed is when it's late, late at night, and I just can't fall asleep because I can't turn my thoughts off because I don't want to, you know, at three in the morning I don't want to go run errands or <laughs> yeah. or or go to the gym or something because mm-hmm. then I'll be completely wrecked the next day. Yeah. You know, I want to try to fall asleep, but I just I just can't. But yeah, um, no.
0: question your thoughts, you'll sleep like a baby. Question my thoughts. Yeah, that's what I do. It's crazy. So I follow a lady named Byron Katie. And all mm-hmm. she does is when you're struggling with a thought or whatever, you question it. She's mm-hmm. got a uh, worksheet. Yeah. Bring it up all the time. But um, whatever's kind of monkey minding you, mm-hmm. write down your thought down, go through this process. Normally, you want to have a facilitator, especially for your first 10, because you want to have like a, somebody that's really skilled in the work. Yeah. Blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what, like your thoughts, do you ever figured your thoughts create your world? Uh, yeah, yeah considered that. Mm-hmm. So without thoughts and without your thinking, like, what does your world look like? And should sure. we exist? I don't know. But yeah. it's just thoughts and imagination that create everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so when you question your imagination, you question your thoughts. Because imagin- your mind can't keep up with reality. It's going right. too fast. So yeah. all you're doing is putting imagination and thoughts onto the movie you're watching. Yeah, yeah. So question your movie if it's a scary rated r movie it's a nightmare you learn how to question it that scary movie literally goes away and falls away because you've questioned the ego and how it processes information it's shocking yeah it's cool nice so anyways thoughts thoughts are crazy um any questions for me today
1: bro i appreciate your time too yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask you i've heard you say uh, a couple times the monkey mind yeah um have you ever read uh natalie goldberg no where, where did you pick up that phrase? Um, boy, I've probably heard it my whole
0: life. Oh, like really? the monkey mind yeah. or like uh, just when you're, you know, your thoughts are spinning. There's mm. several different terms for it. Yeah, yeah. But just when your mind is oscillating over the same thought and it yeah. won't go away, like, yeah. you know. Get banana,
1: get banana, get banana.
0: Yeah, banana, <laughs> banana, banana, banana. banana. Yeah, yeah, and I know the monkey story, right? Yeah. Sticks his hand in there to get a banana and then his hand gets stuck. Right. Were you going to talk about that?
1: No, I was just... Um, I have never heard the phrase besides from Natalie Goldberg. Oh, really? And so I didn't. I wasn't sure if she coined it or anything. Um, <laughs> it's two forty four. Everybody, <laughs> randomly, <laughs> I looked at my phone. Randomly, <laughs> right after two forty three. And
0: look what time it is now. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you Trust me. Now
1: it's also twelve nineteen. Everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, I was going to say, isn't that odd? It's twelve nineteen. You're talking about your buddy in today's twelve nineteen.
1: Yeah. It's kismet um, trip, but yeah, I didn't think she coined it or anything. But she's she's one of my favorite authors, and she talks. Her books are a lot about the writing process, and she's very into Zen, and so it's a lot about meditation. And she just talks a lot about thought and and she's like she's always like I got to get out of my monkey mind, mm-hmm. um, and I just never heard anybody say it. So I was like, I wonder if it's like a term they use a lot in like Zen or something, but maybe it's just a a, a phrase that a lot of people use that I haven't heard much. I
0: think it is a phrase. I know my older brother uses it a lot, and then sometimes you can say like in the hamster cage, when the hamster's spinning and he's walking the circle in the cage, so kind of that little, heard it referred to as that, like stunk in the little hamster cage. Yeah, Just the mind spinning on Mm -hmm. one negative thought, and you can't get rid of it. Yeah, That's where I was, and that's why I wanted to die. That's how I know if... As soon as I questioned what I was thinking, my whole world was like,
1: yeah, yeah. Like the lights
0: came on again, and they were out for five years, right? So um, it's cool.
1: What else was I gonna say? Um, oh, yeah, I really think I really think you would, you should check her out. I think you'd really like. Tell her me stuff. your name, uh, Natalie Goldberg. Is she married to the wrestler Goldberg? No, she is. Um, <laughs> That's a joke. No, I know, but she is a. Uh, she's interesting. She's she's like a little bit hippie, right? But she's. She's part, like, very, like, New York Jewish family, but now she, like, lives in New Mexico and is, like, pansexual and writes poetry and does, like, all these seminars about writing and meditation. And a lot of it, like, is a little out there for me, but I like other people's viewpoints, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But... um. But, yeah, I think you'd really enjoy it. Um, I did have a couple other questions. Okay. What is this What is this Turbo Lover thing? What is <laughs> What is that? And maybe I would find out if I had listened to more of your podcasts. I don't know if I've talked about it. Okay, a lot well, of people ask me, though. That's well, like my
0: number we, one question well, that I get we, well, outside of the podcast booth. But you haven't talked about it on the podcast? I don't think I have. Well, let's get into it, Turbo Lover. I don't, I don't know if I can share it because it's not rated really, <laughs> G. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I was like, well... <laughs> Then you should have I think that's where people's mind go when they yeah, first hear and they're like wait a second. Yeah. Turbo Lever, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, uh,
1: I'll give you the brief version. Wait, can I can I guess first? Yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear the guess. <laughs> I think your um best. just after after meeting you and hearing your uh your mellifluous voice, I think you just love 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 to love. Right? You love people. You love the idea of people. You love the idea of loving. And you want to do it, like, all the time at a hyper pace. Um, and so that's kind of like who you feel you are and who you want to be is a turbo lover. It might sound a little erotic, but <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> um, am, I, am I way off base here? Dude,
0: I would say you described it better than I could. <laughs> I'm almost tearing up over here. I'm not kidding. Like, yeah. yeah, you nailed it. So, um, yeah, I'm sure people are confused by it, and that's why I use it because I want people to go, you know, what does this mean or yeah. whatever. So as a kid, I, uh, maybe high school after high school, Turbo. Do you remember? Uh, you you might be a little too young. Mm-hmm. There was um, the, like, all-star wrestling or there was a show, Gladiators, I think, was a show on TV, and regular human beings would come on, and they'd fight these – warriors. Yeah, one yeah. was Ice, one was Turbo, mm. one was this, one yeah. was that. I don't remember the characters. And then the girls' names were whatever, and you'd get these sticks and run up the ladder, yeah, and yeah. you had to, you know, win the competition and mm. beat these muscles. was it like
1: the ultimate gladiator? Ultimate
0: gladiator, whatever. And yeah. so one day, I was with my buddies, and I'm, you know, I've been a gym rat my whole life. Mm. I'm not a big kid, but, you know, yeah. I take care of myself. And so I'm like... Yeah, you know something. I'm Turbo, and everybody started laughing. It yeah. stuck. Mm-hmm. So oh, I've been okay. called Turbo since I was like eighteen, seventeen okay. years yeah, old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My nephews, my brothers call me at friends, family, everybody mm-hmm. that knows me well. I, I sometimes I hear Brandon. It's it's odd because right, right. I'm not used to it. Yeah, yeah. Like who's Brandon? Right, right. Who are you talking to? Yeah. So I go by Turbo. But anyways, I. I threw the love around the end of it when I kind of changed my world and how I see the world, and, mm-hmm. and now people ask me, you know, what does that mean? And it's exactly like you said. Like, I do my best to not put judgment on human beings. Be open. Be available. Be kind. Be honest. Uh, be the best human being that I can possibly be in any given moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm asked to show up. Somebody needs help. Somebody needs assistance. I sit and uh, counsel human beings, Um with a guy this morning, got up, you know, I normally go to the gym at eight. He's like, dude, I know your routine, but man, I need some help. You Come to my house at 8 a.m. tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, if I'm asked, I show up. Right. You know, and, and, and I've learned to, you know, the asking is, is key. You know, when the student asks, the teacher shows up and I don't even think I'm a teacher. I think I'm a student because I learned as much as he did this morning. Right. 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 So. I like the phrase, but I believe we're all students. You yeah. know, there's no teachers yeah. here. We're just all learning. But a symbiotic, each other. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like sitting here talking to you, I'm learning tons, right? Yeah. That's what it's all about. So I'm really fast at loving human beings. Mm-hmm. And I've I really believe I'm I've, I've become good at it, mm-hmm. you know, like I watch others and how they interact and what they say and what they do and how they put judgment on people. Yeah. I found that man, I was in a bad place. I don't ever want to be there again. Yeah. So when I see people struggling or people being unkind I, I can see and understand where they're at. Mm-hmm. Only an unkind human being or a miserable or confused human would treat another human terribly. Right, right. So what's going on in their mind to want to behave or treat another human being badly? Yeah. So now when I see that, I don't hate them. I don't put judgment on them. I don't scream at them. It's like, man, how can I help you? Yeah. What can I do to, to benefit your life today? You know, yeah. can I sit here with you? Can I hold your hand? You need a hug, yeah. And I do it to randoms, dude. Sure, yeah. I mean, I'm, not, you know, I'm not afraid. Yeah. You know, so, so, but yeah, you nailed it, Turbo Lover. And then there's a song.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I heard it on one of your intros. yeah. So yeah. Judas
0: Priest. I used to like kind of heavy metal when yeah. I was growing up as yeah. a high schooler, and it was just a song called "I'm Your Turbo Lover." Uh-huh. So then I was like Turbo, and then Turbo Lover, and I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I should plug this song yeah. in there and put it all together, but the song has nothing to do with right, right. <laughs> With me, but but you nailed it, yeah. bro, and I appreciate that because yeah. I'm only what you believe onto me. Right, right. And uh, I believe you. You hit me pretty square for who I believe that I am, yeah. and I don't even know who that is. Right, right. But you were spot on. Well, cool. So cool. I might use your definition. You coined it, bro. I might have to go back <laughs> please, and please like, do. yeah, you're better with words than yeah. me. I we might, might have call to, you. We might have to add that to the contract. Yeah. <laughs> add that. Oh, gosh. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, you coined the phrase, bro. But, yeah, you you killed it. That was that was uh, right on point. Good. And I appreciate you
1: saying that, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. It means a lot to me. Yeah, no problem. So, um, Thank you.
1: I wanted to ask um, how you met your wife. Oh, so
0: I met my wife in, oh, boy. I'm trying to make this a, like I'm
1: trying to keep these podcasts like under an hour, and yeah, yeah,
0: minutes. We're 122. That's a
1: this. Yeah, I'll be quick. But people are liking this one. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. gonna want to. They they're You're at the it? point in the podcast <laughs> where they're like, "Gosh, I hope this doesn't end soon," because I still have another hour left of my drive home for for Christmas break. Like, I need this. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a great question, bro. And uh, uh and I'll share
0: just real quick. So in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to an elementary school here in Salt Lake. She was at one in Midville. I went to the symphony. Mm-hmm. I saw her at the symphony. Yeah. Okay. I played football, uh, you know, as a fourth grader, and all my buddies were like, dude, you got to see this Jennifer girl. <laughs> She's freaking hot. Yeah. You know, here I'm 12 years old, 10. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, all right. All of a sudden we go, the, oh, you're going to the symphony? So are we. Okay, look for her. She's got long, dark hair, yeah. dark skin. She's part... Um, Hispanic, her dad's Yugoslavian, so she's Good. a nice mix, well, has the nice olive skin blend, and yeah. all that. And so anyway, so I met her in fourth grade for about 30 seconds. Uh-huh. Never saw her again. Okay. Kay? Yeah. yeah. Uh, middle school, I'm going to Wasatch Middle School, which is in Salt Lake. Uh-huh. She's going to Midville. I decide, a bunch of buddies in ninth grade, we're going to attend Midville. Mm-hmm. Go to Midville, probably see her the first, second day, whatever. I'm like, damn, she's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I got to get to know this girl, right? Yeah. So, uh, and I'm a pretty persistent fellow. Like sure. if I put my sight on something, it's rarely, I don't get it. And so I put my eyes on her and that was it, bro. So I've known her, been hanging out with her since I was 14. Wow. She left for me for four or five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my fault, mm-hmm. her decision. Uh, I don't blame her. I was a difficult, confused, young, crazy mm-hmm. kid. She yeah. left for four or five years. We got back together I would say we split. I don't know. I've shared another story, and she said I said it wrong. I don't even know <laughs> yeah, yeah. what happened, but broke up at maybe 25. Okay. We got back together at 29 or 30. I mm-hmm. had a couple of kids, been yeah. together ever since. Yeah. You know, Had some amazing times, had some struggles, but sure. like any other relationship, but she's a beautiful woman. She's mm-hmm. kind. She's loving. She's understanding. Probably most incredible mom yeah. on the planet. Uh, sh- and I'm um, lucky she's still by my side because... Some days I'm, you know, I've been a bear in the past, and yeah, she yeah. still puts up with me. So that's, that's a awesome. great
1: question, bro. I um, I saw just doing some light stalking. Um, just saw a couple. Uh, um, just saw a few pictures of your family. You have a beautiful family. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My daughters. Uh, Plug them to
1: Sophie's 16,
0: you know, just working hard now. Just got her first job. She's saving money to buy a car. I'm kind of an old school dude. My other daughter, Esty, she's 14, but they're both fascinating. They're brilliant. Um, We allow them to have their own minds. We haven't pushed religion or God or anything on them, and we're letting them decide what and who they want to believe in. You know what I mean? And I think that's, uh, you know, good is to allow your kids to learn. You know, I try not to push anything on them. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to let them find who they are on their own instead of me telling them who they are and what they ought to right, be doing. Right. And they're 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 kind girls. I yeah. mean they're they're sweet souls. I, I'm lucky to have them. They're beautiful and sometimes I think their dad's a little hard on them but
1: yeah.
0: only cuz I care. They don't
1: know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah I'm only hard on them cuz I care and I want them to be uh, happy and I want them to be successful in yeah. whatever way they want to succeed, yeah, of course. Whatever that may be. Yeah. You know, I want to be happy at the end of the day. Yeah.
1: You know. So Good question, bro. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? Um, this is a, r- a random question I like to ask people because mm-hmm. um, I feel like you are a very, very observant cat, right? I feel like you read people probably pretty well. Um, do you feel like after an hour of chatting, do you feel like you uh, have read me pretty well?
0: Uh, <laughs> good question. <laughs> I know that my mind and everybody's mind, and as I mentioned before, I don't judge others. Yeah, but you do automatically. Right, you get a feeling. You sure. get a feeling. I already, you know, I already put a belief onto you the second you walk in, the second yeah. you talk, the second you share, and I'm listening to your language, and I'm creating my construct of you. Right, right. Which isn't you. Sure, but okay? it, but it could be close. But it might be close. Yeah. yeah. So um, do I feel like I have a pretty good perspective of who you are? Yeah, I do. And, and really, you can only be who I believe you to be. Yeah. Because there's four other people in here. They'd all put a different belief onto you. Mm-hmm. And so, But yeah, I think I'm pretty close to believing um, who you are and also who you think you are. Yeah. And neither one of us know who you are, by the way.
1: Right. I've met me before, though. Um, Where? <laughs> just around like, around <laughs> my place. Um, are you sure it was you? I have a I have a feeling. I, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, do you feel like um, do you feel like you get that with everyone or are some people easier, like to to
0: read to to get a vibe for. You know, for me, um, and here again, it is a judgment. But I'd yeah. say my judgments, I guess, are more kind than negative. Sure, yeah. you give people benefit for um, the doubt. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I do my best to do that. But yeah. I would say, um, I would say everybody has their own vibe, whether it's positive, negative, neutral, or whatever. But it's also what I'm putting on them, though, right. too. So if I put negative on them, mm. who's putting that on them? Right. No matter but, how they're behaving. Yeah. But I do feel like I can shake somebody's hand, and I feel like I can learn a lot from a handshake. Yeah. And I can learn a lot from maybe their first ten words. Yeah. Yeah. A ton. Right, right. Like, literally, I... Yeah, do I think I know your world? No, but do I feel like I've got a pretty good idea of who you are and where you're at? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know if it's intuition or what it is, but I, yeah, I'm... I kind of do that a lot now. as yeah. like I'll hug somebody, hold, you know, shake their hand, meet them, sit with them, and, man, you can, you can learn a lot from just yeah. the energy they put yeah. off.
1: Oh, no, I agree. But I feel like some people, because I feel like I'm pretty good at it too, mm-hmm. at just reading people, but I feel like some people so greatly don't want to be read and don't want to be let people into their lives that they're a little trickier because they kind of have these walls up and they're less vulnerable and you're kind of like, okay, I've got kind of a, an idea of what I think they might be like, but man, I'm not, I don't know. You know, yeah. and then other people are just more open and you can kind of read pretty quick.
0: Yeah. 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 I hear that for sure. Yeah. I think most people put on a facade. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean? Like all, I know tons, lots of people and then I know them Well, Mm -hmm. I know kind of their background, and then I know who they are. What's facade? Which we all put on a facade. I try to be as vulnerable as possible. Like I'm an open book. You know, ask me a question, I'll share anything. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, that I meet that are really struggling. I'm like, hey, you know, I've got some information that could really, you know, assist you and you know maybe move you or push you to where you want to be. Yeah. Because they're really struggling. I mean, they're sick, but dude, they. They don't want to share their story.
1: Right, right. they don't want
0: anybody to know they're a mess. Yeah. And yet tons of people on this planet are struggling, but no, not many people are, are uh, willing to admit it. Yeah. And if you're not willing to admit it, how, how do you find help? Where do you go? Who do you ask? Who do you talk to? Yeah. But that's why I, I blast my story out there, bro. I've got so many comments from sharing my story. Um, just today, my brother, I pulled in. He's like, "What are you doing? I'm going to party." said, like, dude, I was trying to girl at the I got to tell you what she said. Mm-hmm. She heard your podcast and you talking about this and that or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know this girl, but wow, I impacted yeah. a human being. Like, yeah. cool, right?
1: Yeah. But it's just because I'm open. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I've you failed, asked me. You asked I've me struggled. why. You asked me why I do a podcast. It's it's yeah. that reason right there. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 addictive to yeah. <laughs> to be able to say something that made somebody think or made somebody change or made somebody, you know, emote in a, in a new way. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of an addictive thing.
0: Yeah, it's really neat to, and like I say, if we can change one human being's life, lovely, but here again, if you ask me why I do it, I do it to change humans' lives, but I do it to keep me square, to yeah. keep me sharp, you mm-hmm. know, keep me talking to cool dudes like you. Yeah, When else would I have this opportunity to sit with somebody for 90 minutes and talk to a stranger I don't even know? Right. Which I like to do anyways yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't care Homeless, whatever Sit yeah. down I want to hear your real life Not like your fake story I want to hear your story, man right, let's, right. let's get real And so I can tell how many cool people I've met in the last six months oh, Like yeah. It's mind-blowing Yeah And like these people Want to sit and have a conversation And be real I'm like right on You know
1: Yeah How no, cool is awesome. that? It's awesome yeah. When's the last
0: time you sat And talked to somebody For 90 minutes you don't know It just doesn't happen On right. this planet yeah you know, and I've got a setting here. You're, I show, throw you a text. You say yes. I say, okay, meet you there. And mm-hmm. we get to sit and have a lovely conversation. Like, Yeah. No, it's... Frick, that's what it's about, bro. It's dope, yeah. Humans falling in love with humans, right? Yeah. Sharing sure stories, so. Anything else? Um, no. Do you have any, any last questions? No. No. I mean, a quick thing would be I wrote down just a thought. Any advice Like, I always share homework with my listeners, but maybe advice on, maybe, you know, people hit me, like, when are you going to write a book? I'm like,
1: I don't even know how to write a book. Yeah, yeah. What's your advice on somebody who wants to go write a book? Um, Yeah, so I'll have people hit me up every once in a while that are like, hey, I've been thinking about writing a book, you know, and there's a couple, I always tell them a couple different things. It's like, you have to first decide, like, what's the point of you writing this book? Is it just for you? Or do you want to kind of get it out there to the masses? You know, do you care about the quality a lot or do you more just want to get your content out, get your message out? Um, because it's easy enough to self-publish a book and get it out there ASAP, right? But if you want to get it published and get it, you know, read by tons and tons of people, that that's a different, you know, course of action. But um, But I tell people, listen... If you want to write, you have to write. It's just like anything else. It's a craft, it's a talent, it's a skill. So if you never write, you might have a great story, but it's not going to it's not going to be a, Nobody's going to want to read it, right? That's why so many people that have awesome stories have like ghostwriters or, or co-authors or, or something because um, just because you have an amazing story or you can speak really well doesn't mean it's going to translate over. Um, but you can always, like this Natalie Goldberg chick I talked about, she, um, she's this huge advocate of everyone should like write down all the time and do writing practice, she calls it. But, um, yeah, yeah. Cause after a while you, and you might be kind of the, have this dormant great writer inside of you. Um, a lot of people that read a lot and are well-spoken that can translate over pretty well. Um, but yeah, I would say just start writing things down And, you know, for, like, a guy like you that, you know, you probably have a lot of listeners, you know, call them fans, call them readership, whatever you want to call it, Um, you know, you could do it kind of like like a blog, just doing small posts, or you could kind of start just making, like, essays, like little thoughts you have. And then if you feel later like, hey, this could be a book, then you make it into a book but if you just say hey I want to write a book it just feels really daunting and really like well where do I start but if you just start writing like the rest will kind of take care of itself if that's something you really want to do that's cool yeah
0: and even like for the listeners I've talked to a few other people like hey I want to write a book there you go Taylor just shared how to start. Just yeah. start writing and see what shows up. Right, right, yeah. I know one guy that says he starts writing and it's not even him. The words just come out. And he's sure. just
1: the uh, instrument for putting ink on the paper. Yeah, yeah. Right? You ever feel like that? Yeah, I, I've said, um, you know, people have asked me, especially when you're writing fiction, um, people have asked me about, like, how, how I decided what a character did or where the plot's going to go. And i kind of like, well, once I've created this character and have kind of pushed him out the door, it's almost like the rest isn't my business. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm just, I'm just there like, you know, giving this character a heartbeat, but that's about it. Like yeah. because I've created him, he's going to go off and do his own thing. But of course I have to trust the process. I have to trust the craft and and the skill I believe I have and um, just kind of let it go. But that's also can be kind of stylistic because some people have super outlined plots and know exactly what their characters are going to do, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's not my style.
0: That's right yeah. on. Um, I wonder if we're even doing ourselves right because I've asked you earlier, you know, is mm-hmm. it you? Is it really you? Is it really you? So yeah. you put pen to paper and the words start coming out, like, yeah. are you doing it?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think writing can be a very... Uh, divine thing like I feel like sometimes words I've written have been kind of God speaking through me Um, and whether you believe in God or not doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, and and, you know you could say the same thing about I'm sure sometimes you have a dialogue with someone on your podcast or even kind of a, a, a cool soliloquy and you're like dude I don't know where that came from but I feel like I said it perfect and I, <laughs> and I feel like people are going to connect with this and it's like, yeah, maybe it kind of came from God. Maybe it was kind of inspired. Maybe, uh, I don't know. You never know, bro. Yeah. But yeah, I've had that thought several times like where the hell did that language <laughs> yeah. come from? Yeah.
0: Cause it wasn't me. Right. Right. I didn't put those yeah. words together. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just like to sit back and watch. Uh, one quick thought: You mm-hmm. talked about your wife. If mm-hmm. you talk to God, "Hey, where's my wife? What's yeah, yeah, going on? Yeah. Like, chill for two years." <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, you can chill for two years, right? She'll show yeah. up when the timing's divine. It's true. That's great. So ab- that's chill. great.
1: That's great advice. Definitely not the first time I've heard it. Um, yeah, it's just easier said than done. It is. You know? Yeah, that's when you start questioning your thoughts, and then right. you can chill, right?
0: Because that lady ain't showing up till you're ready. Right. Until it's the right one.
1: It's just... Trust the process. Trust the universe. It's just... It's finding that balance between, of course, you have to chill and let things come to you. But also, like, I'm not going to meet a girl in my basement. You might. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of the internet? <laughs> well... I still have to get on the internet. Have you heard of uh, is it Tumble or
0: freaking it's mutual? Defi- it's definitely or not Tumble. Whatever, I'm <laughs> telling you, you can meet a girl
1: in your basement. Tumble, that would be a good name for a day. <laughs> what are they? Who, Who wants to tumble? Um, well, there's you're close though, dude. There's Bumble, Bumble, uh, and then there's Tinder, <laughs> Tinder, and then there's I put those two together. And then there's uh, there's that tumble. Um, there's Tumblr, oh. which is like some dumb yeah, social it media. Shows Tumblr. how dialed I am, bro. <laughs>
0: Yeah. But literally, you could meet a girl in your basement. Let me yeah, tell yeah. you how real quick, okay? This is why I'm open to anything. Yeah, yeah. You're down in the basement, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're podcasting. Yeah. You're writing a book. Yeah. You're doing all you do. You're mm-hmm. blasting it out the world, okay? Yeah. You go to an event, and the lady says, dude, I was watching you on your podcast in the basement. Mm-hmm. Here's my number. Yeah. You just met her in the basement. Yeah. Can meet a chick anywhere, dude. No, it's
1: it's true. It's you true. You just
0: gotta be open to, to anything. Well, you're and, not doing it. So you're gonna find she's gonna show up when she's least expected. Yeah.
1: No, it's it's true. And I am like, you know, people will give me grief, but like I'm down with the dating apps. I'm down with meeting somebody in any way. Yeah. Right. Um but yeah, it's there still has to be action. Like if I'm just in my basement, like, yeah, I gotta be doing my podcast. I gotta be putting stuff out there. I gotta be I gotta be open to you things. Be open right? and available. And yeah. I can
0: tell you this is what I talk to people about a lot. You don't need to do any action. Yeah. The action just happens. <laughs> okay. But we think we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. That's where I think human beings miss and that's what the world teaches is you gotta do A, B, C, D, mm-hmm. and E to get to Z. Yeah. It's gonna happen anyways. Right. Just chill mm-hmm. and the action will take place. Yeah. And the ladies will show up because <laughs> you're still going to do what you do, but yeah, don't yeah. exhaust yourself and think you got to be always mm-hmm. chasing or right.
1: working to find that special yeah. thing. But I'm near. But I'm near. But here. I'm nearing my physical apex, so I need it to happen soon. I'd question that too. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding.
0: <laughs> Wait till you get to be forty-eight, bro. Then you'll be dialed in. <laughs> Our oh, oh, physical apex frick. is like late
1: forties. Okay, good. I'm in a good spot then.
0: Actually, that's the f- the. The uh, soulful mind apex is mid-40s, Yeah, from what I'm understanding. Things are going to start to wither soon. Yeah, I don't know. You're good. You're all good, bro. (laughs) Thanks for being on, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate it. You're a sharp, kind, loving, handsome human being. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're cool. Um, I'm going to leave some homework for the listeners. Yeah. I'm going to expound on exactly what Taylor talked about. And I wrote this down cause I put the homework together before we get there, but, uh, it's right. Put pen to paper, which is what I do when I sit with human beings that are confused on this planet, write down your thoughts, good or bad, and question them. Are they true? Are your thoughts true? Can you absolutely know they're true? That's what one of the first two questions are in the Byron Katie work. Can you absolutely know it's true? And, uh, See what shows up when you ask yourself that question. It's pretty liberating to find out that every time I ask myself, I pretty much can't find that I absolutely know anything. And it opens up a space to learn more. Um, so thanks again, guys. I want to thank uh, Taylor Church. Check him out on his podcast. Find his books. Um, please share uh, and subscribe if you would, guys, please. And re- leave a review. takes one to two minutes of your day. And I would really appreciate appreciate that if you did that for me. So that's your challenge this week. Write a review and also put pen to paper and write down a thought and ask yourself if it's true or not and if it's absolutely true. But if you guys would do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, Love having these special guests on, meeting new people. And uh, today will be Christmas when this goes live, so Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever those are. I'm not sure what Christmas is. I don't know what holidays are. And actually, I'd just rather say, "Have a merry now," because that's all we got. So,
1: and that's all you have ever. So, peace out. Anything you want to share, Taylor? Um, I just want to say, uh, I think you're doing a really great job with, with the podcast. Like I said, I've only seen two episodes, but I love, I just love your vision and what you're trying to do and the direction it's taken, and I just think, uh, I think, I don't know how big your viewership is, but I think it's only going to grow because I think you're doing an amazing thing.
0: Thank you, bro. So uh, I've been doing this, what,
1: five or six months.
0: Uh, We're doing okay. Mm -hmm. We're up almost 10,500 downloads or whatever. Yeah. Takes time. Sure. Not a famous guy. I know there's other people out there that are growing there their uh, podcast quicker but also i understand you know it's gonna go the direction it's going i just sit back throw the information out there if people grab onto it great yeah last week a lady contacted me from new york i'm like how do you find my podcast i'm in utah whatever Mm -hmm. oh man i just found you and your story about your avalanche was amazing and anyway i could be on your podcast so i had her on the other day um it's funny the question that she wanted to know Ask God was, she wants a crystal ball. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Same exact (laughs) question you want to ask. Hey, God,
1: (laughs) hand me that crystal ball so I know where I'm going. Well, dude, I think everyone wants I think everyone would love to know, like, am I ever going to get promoted in this job? Am I going to live in this house forever? Mm -hmm. Am I going to stay married? Are my kids going to be happy? Are they going to go to college? Like, everyone just wants to know the next step, right?
0: And what's funny is the need to know
1: is stressful. Oh, sure. Yeah. So
0: if you don't need to know imagine what your life looks like. Yeah.
1: It's hard to it's hard to just be very present and live yeah. in the moment and not stress about the future and You're right. stuff, but yeah. 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 And I battle it daily or weekly and
0: sure. That's when I got to question it cuz that's when I get confused and stressed and depressed and anxious, yeah. so. Yeah. Do we really need to know anything? Nah. All you need to know is you're being taken care of and you're safe, other than what you're thinking and believing. So yeah, you just need to know where you're getting
1: lunch and then you're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah.
0: And I haven't eaten yet today and it's uh, three fifteen and I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Food's a story too. Yeah. Topic for another <laughs> podcast. That's Anyways, great. right on, bro. Cool. Cool man. Peace out, you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is your turbo lover with the definition Taylor described. He 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 was up right on point. Thanks again. Peace out.